Okay, good afternoon, wherever you are, you're welcome to the prayer experience. I hope you had a wonderful Easter celebration, Good Friday, Easter weekend. And uh, for those of us in the United Kingdom, yesterday was a bank holiday and we decided to give the prayer experience team a break and a time to rest. So thanks for your understanding. We're up and running again today and we will be for the rest of the week every day. So please share this video and let people know it's time to pray. Send it to your friends, your colleague, family members, send, send them the link. You can put it on WhatsApp and send it out, send it by iMessage Messenger or whichever platform you use and just encourage people to be part of this prayer experience community. Also subscribe to the Daily Talks Media channel on YouTube. Thank you to those who have already done that. We really appreciate you for the support you're giving this prayer ministry. Also, we have the um, Connect With Us Live and let us know what the Lord is saying to you. Leave a prayer request, a prayer point, a praise report. And also we have the Prayer Experience Hotline. You can take advantage of that. Give us a call and somebody will be at the end of the line to pray with you. Okay, let's go into Thanksgiving. And I've got this scripture from Romans chapter 5, verse 8, the New King James Version. It says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's the essence of Easter. That's the essence of Good Friday, Easter Sunday, and all the celebration that we just went through. That while we were still sinners, Christ died for us 2,000 years ago. You know, it amazes me when I see people reveling, people going into drunkenness and all kinds of uh, debauchery over the last weekend. That's not the reason uh, for Easter. Easter is remembering the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, not just remembering it, but understanding that he died so that our sins can be forgiven us. And so when people then take advantage of the Easter weekend to live and function in sin, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit concerning, but we want to thank the Lord. We want to thank him because we, he didn't die for us because we, are, we were nice. <laughs> we were all condemned. We were all born in sin. We all had the sin nature in us. The wages of sin, the Bible says, is death. But that was the state we were in when he died for us. And today, I just want us to thank God again for his death, burial, and resurrection. I want us to thank God again, you and I, give thanks because today we are sons and daughters of God because of his death, burial, and resurrection. It's not because we're nice. It's not because we're good looking. It's not, Bible says there's none righteous. No, not one. So even if you consider yourself the holiest of all, without Christ, you're still worse than any other person. It says all of our righteousness is like filthy rags. Let's spend a minute or two and just thank God for our redemption, the forgiveness of our sins, and bless him. Lord, we want to 
just remember again the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. We want to remember again. We want to reflect on that and thank you that you chose to come in the likeness of man. You chose to go through that gruesome experience. You chose to hang on the tree because of us. You chose to die because of us. And thank you, Jesus, because it cost you your fellowship with the Father and you had to cry out and say, Father, Father, why have thou forsaken me? But you did all of that for us because of us, because of your love for us. And thank you, Lord. Thank you for the work, the finished work on the cross. We give you praise. Thank you because we know you as our Father. We can say, Abba, Father. We appreciate you, Lord, for that. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Look at this. I'm just continuing along that, that theme of, of, of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I want to look at the efficacy of the blood of Christ. What does it mean, the blood? When we talk about the blood, when he, the reason he had to die on the cross and shed his blood. Look at this scripture in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 13 to 14. In the, in the King James Version. It said, For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean, that was the tradition, that was the right, that was the rites of purification in the Old Testament according to the law of Moses. It says, For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean, sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, they had to do that year in, year out, week in, week out. And when someone commits a sin, they have to go through the rites of purification. And sometimes they use the blood of bulls, the blood of goats, and all kinds of turtle doves and all kinds of sacrifices. And then once a year, all the nation come together and there's the sprinkling of blood of animals again for the purifying of the people over the period of one year, and then they come back again. So they had to do it again and again and again, year in, year out. That was the only way God could relay with them. That's the only way God could connect with them. So he says, if the blood of bulls and goats, the ashes of an ephah, purify, uh, spring, uh, look at that scripture, verse 13, go back. For if the blood of bulls and, go and of goats and the ashes of an ephah sprinkling the unclean, it says sanctify to the purifying of the flesh. Then the qualifying term there is how much more shall the blood of Christ. So a comparative analysis of the blood of bulls and goats on one side and then the blood of Christ on the other side. He said, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot unto God. Look at what it does. It purges our conscience. It doesn't purify the flesh alone. It goes way beyond the flesh. It purges our conscience, our hearts from dead works 
to serve the living God. That's the efficacy of the blood of Jesus. That when a sinner comes to Christ, it's not about the externalities. It's not about the things we see on the outside. It's not about the dress we wear. It's not about our form of comeliness, like the King James Version will put it. It's not about the externality, what we do outside that people see. That blood goes way beyond that. Religion focuses on the outside. That's why Jesus said to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, "You are," he says, "You are like whitewashed sepulchers. Outside you look good, but inside you're full of of dry bones. Okay, inside you're full of all kinds of things." inside the blood of christ goes beyond what we can see it goes deep down into our very nature the conscience of man also represents the spirit and the heart of man the very essence and the being of that man so the blood of christ goes inside and purges does a complete work of transformation on the inside Purge your conscience, it says, from dead works to serve the living God. Isn't that amazing? Hallelujah. So when Jesus died on the cross and he said, it is finished. Wow. He paid the ultimate price for my life to be changed and to be transformed. And that's why 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 says, if any man be in Christ, he is a, a new creation a new creation, not refurbished, not a makeover, not patched up, not something that is, uh, you know, we're trying to sort it. No, he's a new creation. Then he says, the old is gone and the new has come. What made that possible is the efficacy of the blood of Jesus, the power in the blood of Jesus, that is sinner, full of sin and wretchedness. He washes in that blood, comes, comes out completely new and transformed. That's why a man like Saul, killing Christians on the way to Damascus, can meet with the risen Christ, and he becomes an apostle, a preacher of the gospel. Apostle Paul says, I was the worst of all sinners, but look at look at look at me today. I'm serving the Lord. I'm functioning for Jesus. I'm proclaiming the gospel. Listen, enough, right? Enough of us saying that we are, you know, followers of Jesus and all of that. He says he he that that blood of Jesus he purges our conscience from dead works that we begin to serve the living God. And, and what, what people begin to see is our service to the living God. That's what convicts the world of sin. That's what says that we are Christians, that our lives is now an, a living sacrifice unto God. What, what the proof that we have encountered God is our lifestyle. That is our lifestyle acceptable unto the Lord? Is our lifestyle a sweet smelling server unto the Lord? Is our lifestyle convicting the world out there that we have experienced a change? The efficacy of the blood of Jesus. Let's spend a moment in reflection and say, God, help me that I might be able to begin to demonstrate a life that is completely, 
You know, sometimes God is not asking for 90% in our service to the Lord. He's not asking for 99%. He's asking for all of us. Everything in and within us has to be laid out before him. The proof that we have had an encounter with the Lord is our lives are changed and transformed from the inside out. And our lives now is dedicated towards the serving of the Lord. You know, I told people during the Easter season, if someone has to tell you that you are now a Christian, maybe you're not. Maybe you're not. Because when you become a Christian, you know it. It changes you from inside out. You have an encounter with Jesus. Nobody told Saul that he, he, he met with the Lord. Nobody told him. In Galatians chapter 1, he said, when I met with him, he said, I did not confer with flesh and blood. Galatians 1 verse 19 and 20. I did not confer with flesh and blood. I knew something has happened to me and my life changed and I was transformed. If you're watching this right now and you're still here and there and you're not sure where you stand, maybe this is the time. Maybe this is the time for you to say, Jesus, your death for my life must not be in vain. Purge my heart from dead works so I can begin to save you. Lord, we come to you today. We come to you today that the reality of our new creation in Christ Jesus has to be affected by the blood, by the sacrifice, by the price that Jesus paid for us on the cross of Calvary. That an encounter with this Jesus Christ that changes and transforms life and that the, 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 the proof that we are now sons and daughters is not because we say it, it's because we live it. We demonstrate it by serving the living God, not the dead God, but the living God as living sacrifices, serving the living God. Help us, oh God, help us, help us in this time and in this season. Help us in these end times that will begin in our churches, in our communities, Lord, in our Christian communities and in our local churches that will begin to churn out not religious men and women, but Christian men and women with a testimony that they have been touched and changed and transformed by the power of the blood of Jesus Amen. Amen. You can't meet with Jesus and your life will not change. It's impossible. Praise God. I want us to pray for the church, pray for the body of Christ to walk in victory. Stay following along the same theme in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 57. It says, but thank God he gives us victory over sin and death. <laughs> through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God. Thank God he gives us victory over sin and death. The Bible says there's therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. He said, for the law of the spirit has, has, has given me victory. It's given me victory over sin and death. We walk not after the flesh, but we walk after the spirit. And when you walk after the spirit, for the law of the, of, of the spirit of life in Christ, 
the law has set me free from the law of sin and death. And it says he's giving us victory over sin and death. I want us to pray for the church, pray for the body of Christ, pray for believers. This We're living in the day of demonstration that this Easter we just celebrated is not to talk about it, it's to demonstrate it. By demonstrating it, we operate in victory over sin and death. Can you pray with me right now? Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you because you've given the church victory over sin and death. In Romans 8, 1 to, 1 to 4, it says that we have victory. We walk in the higher life. We walk in that realm, not, not in the flesh, not under the law of sin and death, but we function in, in, in victory over sin and death. We function in the law of the Spirit. We are ruled by the Spirit and we experience victory. The things that hold carnal men down don't hold us down because he died for us. He gave his life for us. He, he shed his blood for us. That Lord, we will, we will stop being religious and become uh, uh, people who demonstrate the victory from inside out. We live it from inside out. Having been purged from dead works to serve the living God, from inside out out we begin to live the reason life of christ we begin to speak like people who walk in victory we begin to demonstrate a life of victory our words our conduct our lifestyle the the the, the company we keep our mindset the way we think is victory oriented we pray that for the church in the united kingdom the church in africa the church in asia the church across the world oh god we pray that we pray that we pray that that as many as has been taken captives as slaves of sin and death haven't been redeemed by the blood of jesus are still being taken as captives of sin we command their freedom we command they be delivered we command they be set free in the name of jesus father help us oh god help us help us <laughs> help us lord we want to pray for the nations. We want to pray for the nations. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Salvation and repentance. You know, I, was, I saw some pictures on some newspapers and, and online on, on Good Friday. in the. In, I don't know how it was in your country, but on Good Friday, people were going partying. People were going reveling. People were going, you know. On Good Friday, on Good Friday, the day he died to set men free, people were spending their time living out. You know, even now, a lot of people think Chris, Christmas is about the Easter bunny and, and the eggs and all of that. But no, it's about Jesus and his death for us. Look at that scripture, Isaiah 44, verse 22. It says, I've wiped out your transgression like a thick cloud, your sins like a heavy mist. So what do they need to do? He said, return to me, for I have redeemed you. People, return means people need to repent. I want us to pray, Lord, that you, the Spirit of God will begin to convict people, not just in the United Kingdom, but in France, in Italy, 
in, in Switzerland, in Sweden, in Russia, in Ukraine, across the world, in the United States, will pray that in the name of Jesus, that people will begin to repent. People will not just hear this gospel as it was in the days of Noah, when for 120 years, Noah preached the gospel and yet nobody responded. There was no response. There was no repentance until the flood came and an entire world was claimed by the flood and people died apart from eight people that were saved that Noah's family basically no other person Lord we want to intercede for our world today we want to pray that people will respond to the good news by repenting of their sins and turning away from sins and turning away from unrighteousness and turning away from their wickedness and turning away from their way of living we pray that right now the Holy Spirit Jesus said when you come you convict the world of sin of righteousness and of judgment Will you do that as we intercede for them? We have people in our homes, in our family. We have spouses. We have children, grandchildren, parents. We have loved ones, uncles, aunties, brothers, and sisters. We have people even in church, people who come to church week in, week out, and are not yet saved. Lord, will you touch their heart by the power of your spirit? Let there be repentance. Let there be a turning around. Help us, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Two quick prayer points before we go. I want us to remember the United States and pray for peace in the United States. Again, again, another gun violence and people killed in a, in a bank and people lost their lives. A, a disgruntled employee. Uh, if you're disgruntled, there are other ways you can you can resolve your whatever you're feeling. But shooting other people and killing other people, it's 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 wrong. I want us to pray. Look at Micah chapter five, verse five. It says, "And he will be God will be the source of peace." We want to pray. The Republicans can't do it. The Democrats can't do it. The politicians can't do it. Only God can bring peace back to the United States. He says, when the Assyrians invade our land, of course we know this is a prophecy by Micah, but we are taking inspiration from that on behalf of the United States. He says, and break through our defenses. We'll appoint seven rulers to watch over us, eight princes to lead us. I want us to pray again that the church in the United States will respond and take its place, that God will, will, will move over the United States and, and just bring, instead of violence, peace and reconciliation and forgiveness, not vengeance, not revenge. Can we pray that over the United States, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We want to pray that, Lord, the church will step up, oh God, that you will raise up people within the church who will speak out peace, who will speak over the nation, who will speak over the land, who will remove the curse of violence and the curse of wickedness 
wilderness, over the land, in the name of Jesus, that Lord, people whose hearts are filled with hatred and vengeance and revenge and all of that, Lord, will encounter ambassadors from the church. We're talking about evangelism here. We're talking about soul winning here. We're talking about ambassadors of peace, reconciling people back to God in the mighty name of Jesus. Because until people find peace with God, they can't find peace with fellow human beings. Lord, in the name of Jesus, let there be a move of the gospel like never before in the United States, all over the length and breadth of the United States. Let there be an explosion. We come against the spirit of religion. We come against the spirit, Lord, of lukewarmness. We come against all kinds of attitude, a kind of in an attitude of not being concerned for the loss of lives of other people, that the politicians will lay down whatever their political standing is within the Republican, within the Democrats. These are lives being killed. These are people losing husbands and wives and children. The insensitivity that is in the hearts of the politicians, will you remove that, Lord, in the name of Jesus and bring back again the value, even if it's of one life, the value of one soul, the value of one individual that is lost to this gun violence. In the mighty name of Jesus, restore the United States in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Please continue to pray for our brothers and sisters across the pond, okay? Continue to pray for them. Let's finish up with healing prayers. Can we pray especially for our mom, Anne, who's been in hospital since the weekend, uh, going through some procedure. Some of you, a lot of people within the prayer experience community, you must know that already. But I want us to just use Mama and I know there are other people in the community who need health and healing. But I want us to particularly stand in prayer for Mom and you know, we know how important she is to us. When Jesus saw him lying and knew he had been now a long time in that case, he said unto him, Wilt thou be made whole. Jesus always wants to make people whole. Jesus wants Moman made whole. Jesus wants everyone in our family made whole. Jesus wants our uncle, our brothers, our aunties, our children made whole. Jesus wants you made whole. You might be watching me today and you're thinking, I have this pain, I have this infirmity. Jesus wants you made whole. Jesus wants you well. Jesus wants to heal you. Can we just pray and stand with one another and stand with our mom, Anne, and just pray that the Lord Jesus himself will reach out his hand and touch her right now on that bed of affliction. And every other person who needs healing on the platform right now, we want to believe God for your healing and health. Father, we receive we receive healing virtue flowing. We receive your healing power flowing right now. We pray for more man. We ask that you will touch her in the name of Jesus and, and reverse every pain, every sickness, every disease. Reverse it and remove it from her body. And Lord, just touch the physicians, touch the doctors. 
touch the people in that hospital, uh, Lord, who are looking after her. And every single person, Lord, we're praying with ten, uh, this, this afternoon, Lord. We, we trust you that you will reach out to people in their homes, wherever they are. There's somebody, even in the caravan right now, you're praying. The Lord is touching you right now. You're in a caravan and you're praying. The Lord is touching you in the mighty name of Jesus. Wherever you are at home, indoor, outdoor, we believe God for your healing. And come on, let's thank the Lord for what he's doing in the lives of people right now. Right now. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We praise your name. We give you praise and honor you forever. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Thank you for praying along with us in the prayer experience community. Really appreciate you. You know the good thing? We're going to be back tomorrow praying again, all right, over so many things. So please join us. Don't forget to subscribe to our audio uh, podcast. It's, it's on Android and iOS and all. You know, just, just search Daily Talks Media. You will find us there, okay? But we'll see you tomorrow again at 1 p.m. God bless you. Bye-bye. Just cry.